Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I'm Mark Anthony, and this is Demolition News Radio, episode 73. In this episode, the future is now. This show is brought to you by Hydroquip, the UK's largest independent provider of on-site hose repairs. Call 0845-812-0212 for the 24-7 national call-out service. Or download the Hydroquip Job Manager app for iOS and Android devices from the App Store. So, after a long wait, yesterday finally marked the launch date for my new book, Demolition 2051. As regular listeners will know, the book has been a long time coming, like any labour of love, I guess. But while the first day sales hardly put me in the same category as J.K. Rowling and Stephen King, it seems that the Demolition Fraternity has been as keen to see this book arrive as I have. If you're still uncertain about whether this book is for you, we've captured the audio from a YouTube interview I did last week to promote the book. What follows is, in effect, the story behind the story. Details of how you can buy the book are at the end of this broadcast, but you can also go direct to whatever region of the Amazon bookstore you use and search for Demolition 2051. That's Demolition 2051 in figures. We hope you enjoy the interview. So the book's called Demolition 2051, and I guess the clue of what it's about is, is in the title. It's set 33 years hence, and it's looking at the industry, how it might be in 33 years' time. But that's only part of the story. The, the way I wrote it was to go and start and work my way backwards. So my aim was to imagine an industry where zero harm was a reality. And the easiest way to fix that, I guess, would be to take man out of the equation. So that's part of the story. But there's much more to it than that. One of the key things that I've encountered in my years in demolition is a tradition in the industry. We all hanker for the past. You know, even today, today we look back at how we used to use wrecking balls and crawler cranes and that kind of thing. And we have a fondness for the past, even though our systems and procedures today are better and safer. The other thing that I wanted to portray in the book was family. Particularly in the UK demolition industry, there's a lot of tradition of family, so grandfather, father, son, four and five generations of the same family working in the same business. And I wanted to capture that. So that's kind of the, the crux of what the book is all about. So if you open the book, one of the first things you'll see is the fact that I make an acknowledgement to uh, two people, both called Bruce, um, who helped shape my life, and that's, that's very much the case. First one was a, a guy that I worked with many years ago, who was kind of like the equivalent of Uncle Albert in the Only Fools and Horses stories. Uh, just about everywhere he'd ever worked, there seemed to be a civil war shortly after he'd arrived. Um, a guy called Bruce Courtney Fitch, and he was a, a really great guy, really helpful to me, really sort of mentored me when I was learning to be a journalist. In fact, my youngest daughter has the middle name Courtney because his name Bruce Courtney Fitch. So I, I wanted to remember that. So, so Bruce was a big influence on my life. The second one is um, my best friend, Bruce, who sadly is no longer with us. He was killed in a motorcycle, motorcycle accident a few years ago. Um, I met Bruce when I first went to primary school, so I was about nine years old. Uh, we went to high school together, and we worked together. I think every house I've ever owned, he lived in there as well. Uh, he was there when I got married, he was there when my children were born. He was a, a, an absolutely integral part of my, my life and my, my growing up, if you like. So 
I wanted to pay tribute to that as well. So if, you, if you've got any questions about why there are two Bruce's mentioned at the beginning and why the central character is called Bruce, there's your answer. Um, two people both called Bruce who helped shape my life. So during the writing of the book, I wanted to base it very much on where we are today. I didn't want it to be completely science fiction. So I wanted to base it in, in what we know and what we can foresee in the future. And one of the ways that I chose to do that was to mention at least one person from the present day that a few people would, would remember. And that person is, is Richard Conley, who again is sadly no longer with us, but it was a big influence on the industry and on me as well. So I, I wanted to, to base it around Richard in some way. And the way to do that, I, I thought, was to include his imaginary grandson, who would help shape the industry for the future. So I consulted with Richard's wife, Julia, and with his family to make sure that they were happy for me to do that, and, and they thankfully agreed. Now, originally, when I wrote the book, I, I wanted to give his imaginary grandson the, the name Noah. It was a what, name that my wife came up with and just seemed appropriate for the, for the sort of future-looking book that we, we had in mind. But when I consulted with the Conley family, they came up with the name Teddy. So the central character of the book now is called Teddy. Bizarrely, at the time of writing, my eldest daughter is actually pregnant. Um, and we recently found out that she's expecting a, another baby boy to go with the one that she's already got. Um, and we've been kicking around baby names. And completely coincidentally, and, and no influence from me, she came up with the name Teddy as well. So it looks like not only will Teddy be in the book, but I could have a grandson called Teddy by the time April rolls around as well. Unplanned, but a happy coincidence. I think given my time over again, there is one change that I would have made to the book, um, but I was very keen to get it out, particularly for the start of the new year. So I've imagined a future in which demolition is controlled remotely. Um, and I've made reference to the fact that the, the central character, Bruce, is controlling a bunch of different co uh, demolition contracts here in the UK. Given my time over again, I think I would have made a few of those international because I think ultimately if we have the technology to remotely control and monitor and manage demolition sites, there's no reason why a UK demolition contractor or a UK demolition engineer couldn't oversee a project overseas without actually having to visit the site. So yeah, given my time over again, I'd probably make that change. So I guess the final question is, where can you get a copy of the book? Uh, we've enjoyed quite a bit of success over the last year or 18 months or so, publishing and selling books through Amazon. So we're going down that same route again. So if you go to amazon.co.uk or amazon.com or whatever Amazon you happen to have locally to you wherever you're watching this video and just hit the, the search button for Demolition 2051 and you'll be able to get a copy there. We really hope you enjoy it. It's been a real departure for me. It's the first time I've ever written a fiction book that's aimed at adults. So I hope you get a copy of the book. I hope you enjoy it and let us know what you think. We, you know, we really look forward to seeing your feedback, positive or negative. Thanks for watching and I hope you enjoy the book. If you would like to help support this show, Demolition News or The Demolition Magazine, please consider becoming a patron. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash demolition news to find out more.